Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy basketball draft tools on the entire internet. And guess what? They're free. Go check it out. HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin. And joining me, not as always, but feeling a, li- a little bit better, uh, at least a little bit better than he did earlier this week, my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler? Oh, Michael, it's good to be back. It's good to hear you, even though you were, you're a little still under the weather, but that's all right, because I think the fans, and I don't know if anyone listened to the last episode. I went and looked at the, the statistics, um, and it said zero listens. And uh, I think that's just a, something's wrong with the – there must be just something wrong with the statistics, that's all. I would think so. It's like uh, ESPN's player rater at the beginning of the season. There's just – there's something wrong or like the way they do the percentages of, of owned. Something is wrong with their database, and I think there's something wrong. I think somebody listened to the last episode, at least one person. Well, I did, so I mean oh. – Well, there you go. Well, so we got one listen that probably wasn't counted for some reason. And I would assume our um, awesome Patreon subscribers uh, listen, including our new one, uh, Brile, who we already gave a shout out to last episode, uh, but I'm, apparently he's getting a second one. Um, or or she, you know, the, the picture does look like a, a guy, but now I'm probably offending that person. Anyway, um, shout out to our Patreon subscribers at patreon.com slash watching the boxes. And now that Tyler is getting back into health, he is ready to get that mid-season draft going. So if you want to be one of the last people to join our mid-season listener league draft, go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes and sign up. You'll get first dibs. Let us know when you sign up. If you are trying to get into that mid-season, um, that mid-season draft. So Tyler, it's good to have you back because I don't think I could do the waiver wire episode for this week without you. Uh, it was hard enough trying to figure out what the schedule looked like, but luckily I had some of the tools at hashtagbasketball.com to help me out. But I got a lot of questions, and you, you're usually the person with uh, with most of the answers. Well, sometimes. Every, every once in a while, you have some pretty good answers. Um, been, I think you're having a pretty good – if I can uh, tell your own horn, I guess, the uh, – you're having a pretty good year when it comes to the way you've been analyzing this season. I think uh, we've been we've been on the last couple of seasons, but this season's I think is you're you're ahead of me, and uh, I'm gonna give you props for that. And that's why I have to ask you some questions about some of these guys out here on the Yahoo leagues that are are getting picked up or being let go. But I, I have a very specific question about Hassan Whiteside, who has been out on personal reasons now allegedly. He's been out because of the birth of his child. But he has missed the last three games. Um, and also, it, it does seem like there's maybe something going on in Miami, something a little bit unpredictable. I don't know if he's good. Is there, there's trade talk. There's a lot of st- stuff circling around Hassan Whiteside. Um, and this weird kind of three-game absence has uh, has sparked my interest because we have talked about a really interesting pickup when Hassan Whiteside is out. And one of those people, or actually the guy you should be picking up when Hassan Whiteside is out, is 
Bam Adebayo, who is not really in one of those big um, – did I get the name right, Tyler? You did, but I thought this was a pointed question, and I've been waiting for the last five minutes to hear it, and I still don't think you got it out yet. Tyler, you know I like listening to myself talk, and also in the last episode I had to listen to myself talk the whole time. I think I actually might have forgot you were here. Uh, but, like, is Bam Adebayo a must-own right now? Not just with Hassan Whiteside out, but with the fact that I – who knows what's going to happen the rest of the year. Are you trying to pick up Bam Adebayo if he's available? And if so, like, how long are you going to hold him? So um, someone asked me just this afternoon, um, would I rather have Larry Nance or Bam Adebayo right now? Um, and, and we Bam Adebayo? And, and we can debate that. I mean, obviously Tristan Thompson was rolled out for – for two to three weeks. That's um, true. Early this morning. So, so there's that. Um, so here's the weird part about that whole white side thing. Um, he missed last three games, which you're, you're hundred percent spot on on that. But on Tuesday, uh, December 4th was the game where he actually didn't play in the fourth quarter and he got in trouble for leaving the bench early. And there was the whole, Oh, he had to go to the bathroom thing, but I, yeah. I've, had to, I've had to pee a lot of times in my life. Never that bad that I had to leave the game two with like two minutes to go or whatever it was so yeah i've never missed the last two minutes of a movie because i had to take a leak yeah so i mean there was some fishiness with that and then obviously i mean i don't know Dwayne wade took how long with the birth of his child so i guess i can't really say much but yeah that's um, fair maybe they just got a really good paternity leave um kind of policy in miami i don't know well i mean wade just did it so i mean it's hard to say oh white side you can't do it um, so he's already been rolled out for their next game on Wednesday against the Jazz. Um, he could play on Friday against Memphis, I guess. I don't know, man. This whole situation is mean, weird. It's... And we're not going to get any clarity on it. So um, so back to your maybe more important question about Bam out of bio. Sure, Bam out of bio is fine to own. Um, but we've seen, though, when Whiteside is back and they're splitting the minutes, like, sure, maybe he's – you know, fringe standard league guy, but he's not going to be any kind of game changer when it's on white sides in the lineup. No, but I, I do like his, I actually like his fantasy, uh, Bam out of bios fantasy potential in a situation where either Hassan Whiteside is, has lost favor in Miami is out in Miami, gets traded from Miami. Uh, all things, which, have a, a much higher percentage than I thought it would be at this point in the season where, I mean, we're barely into December. It's still like, I still got to keep reminding myself there's, there's a ton, a ton of season left here. And you, you look at Bam Adebayo when he's played, when he started, when he's played good minutes, 25 minutes or up to 30 minutes, he's getting you a, a steal. He's getting you over a block a game. He's giving you good percentage. He's going to give you good rebounds. I understand he's not going to be a great score. He's not going to get your threes going. He's not going to get your free throw percentage uh, up there either. But when you're looking for uh, a guy who gets good rebounds and a, and a, we always look for those steal block type of, type of guys you know that's a standard league relevant player and i even you know we've seen over the last few months he has been standard league relevant in a when you look at it in a nine cat league so if you're looking at turnovers uh over the last month even in limited minutes so bam out of bio i think is is a must own at this point uh, you 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 should be rostering him for sure 
if he is available, and especially since uh, Hassan Whiteside is out. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm fine with all of that. I am a little bit worried about the fact that, how do I want to say this? Bam Adebayo maybe is doing some things that Bam Adebayo doesn't always do. Okay. That's a little worrying to me in the mm-hmm. sense that he's getting a lot more steals um, than I, I think that he's shown that he normally gets. He's getting a few more blocks, which those two numbers, obviously, we talk about this all the time, artificially inflate the value um, of a player a little bit. He's also shooting 56% from the field on the season, which is not easy to do. Now, granted, he's not taking a lot of things outside the paint. Yeah. You know, but, I mean, it would only take a few missed dunks to drop that number. And you already mentioned, like, he's not a huge, huge scorer. So, um, I, I have no problem with people rostering him. And, and he definitely should be rostered while Hassan Whiteside's out. I just think when Whiteside comes back, assuming Whiteside comes back, and, and we don't know that's for certain, obviously, at this point, um, those two splitting the minutes is, is going to make Whiteside still standard league valuable. But, Pam Adebayo probably in more of the streamers class than the you got to own him class. I think you got, it's a risk we, I, I'm willing to take. I think it's a risk uh, other people should be willing to take, especially since uh, and we could see Bam Adebayo in our sell high uh, uh, segment that we do later in the week um, after just a few more games because this is probably his top, uh, his peak value for the season especially with the Sun White side uh, probably coming back, perhaps. Uh, I'd say if I had to bet money on it, Hassan Whiteside does play more minutes than Bam Adebayo this year and even from this point forward moving forward. I, I still think that is what happens. But uh, just because there is a small percentage chance Bam does um, kind of take a bigger role here, like maybe he's taking a little bit of a step up in his career um, at the age of 21, uh, I think he is worth rostering. But I want to talk about uh, another guy you've already mentioned, Larry Nance Jr., a um, guy who pans out really, really well in Mark uh, Roberts' preseason um, projections, simply because of the fact that he can also do a little bit of everything, steal, block, get some threes, uh, get a lot of good rebounds. Tristan Thompson, like you said, is going to be out for about a month or so, which should finally allow... Larry Nance to uh to, to play some minutes, but we've also seen in the past where Larry Nance should have been playing some minutes and just hasn't. Um, so if you had the top waiver wire pick, or let's say you have a a, a standard league relevant player at the end of your bench, do you think it is worth picking up Larry Nance Jr.? Um, so I personally rather have Larry Nance than Bam on a bio, just in the sense that I feel good about his value for the next month, um, as opposed to Bam's, which could go away as soon as Friday. Um, that, that's just a personal opinion there. Um, I think we've talked about this a couple of times where I think this is the season that Larry Nance is going to show his true self, right? So this is his fourth year. Basically. You you have not lost faith in Larry Nance Jr., and I am uh... – I uh, applaud you for it. Well, he's 26 years old, and I, I think we've we've all seen the flashes, right, of 
oh, he looked really good in that game. Oh, he looked really good in that 25 minutes. Um, but we've never really seen him get the minutes. And there's no excuse not to get the minutes on this Cavs team. So it's kind of a now or never season for Nance. Um, the last three games have been pretty darn good. Um, but there's been lots of not so good games um, from Larry Nance this season. So um, he's got that real nice, interesting combination of, of this steals and the blocks um, with some good rebounds. And he, he's even assisting the ball a little bit this year. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I like Nance's value for the next few weeks. And we'll kind of see where it goes from there. See, I, I actually think like that is why I'm a little bit higher on Bam Adebayo because I feel like if he could work his way in the, and and I think you're 100% right, Hassan Whiteside stands in the way. If Hassan Whiteside is not standing in the way, if he had an opportunity like Larry Dance has right now, I actually think Bam Adebayo not only just win, wins his way into that roster, but becomes a little bit better of a player while as you've said a few times Larry Nance Jr. has no excuse to be you know to not be featured on this Cavaliers team and he hasn't been and now that Tristan Thompson's out he should be featured quite a bit more um and that is great but once uh Tristan Thompson comes back does he fall does Larry Nance Jr. fall back to uh, you know, playing 23 minutes a game, 24 minutes a game instead of uh, closer to starters minutes. So uh, I'm, a, I'm a little worried about Larry Nance's uh, ability to to kind of win over that Cleveland front, o- front office or the Cleveland coaching staff to actually uh, continue throughout the season. But like you make a really good point. If Hassan Whiteside is still standing there, yeah, it's it's probably a better bet even just season long on Larry Nance Jr. than Bam Adebayo. I just think the uh, the ceiling on Bam Adebayo might be a little bit higher due to both fantasy potential and um, I, I think minutes potential in a perfect situation. But so, uh, so let, yeah, let's, go ahead. Let's play it this way, and then we'll just see where this ends up. Yeah. Um. Let's assume both play twenty exactly twenty six minutes a game the rest of the season. Okay, okay. So they both get exactly the same minutes. Now, what are the chances of that happening? We're not going to go down that path. Not important. Which which would you rather have? Ooh, let me. I think I'd still rather have. I think I'd still rather have Bam Adebayo. Yes, yeah, Ian. And personally, I'd rather have Nance. But I mean, I I see where you're coming from there. So. I, I actually think it's kind of a toss-up, right? Like, I think you're going to get a little bit more steals and blocks for Bam, and I like that idea. Well, I don't a think you're going to get more steals. Them. You're definitely going to get more blocks. I don't know. I think it's going to be pretty close. Larry Nance Jr. for his career. Now I'm looking at per 36 minute numbers. Um, so Bam is like 1.3. Larry Nance Jr. 1.9 steals per 36 okay. minutes. And there's a lot larger sample size, obviously, with Larry Nance. That's true. Uh, so, so I feel pretty good. And if, if you're saying he plays 26 minutes a game, that steal number should easily be over one and probably in the like 1.2 range, maybe 1.3 even. Yeah. I, I, in my opinion, a toss up. And I think you got to go with what your, where your uh, team needs are. That's always the most important thing really. Um, and I think you go either way, but I think either way you should be picking one, one, or both of these guys up in your near future 
Uh, both of those guys, I, I don't know what their percentage uh, owned is right now, but um, you know, I would assume someone like Larry Nance is on the waiver wire, Bam on a bio, maybe less so, um, depending on the size of your league. But looking at Yahoo right now, I don't see either one of them in the uh, the most pickup player picked up players. But uh, another a guy who has been picked has been picked up by quite a few teams in the last few days. Um, Justice Winslow on the Miami Heat. So let's go, let's go back to Miami. Uh, Justice Winslow with another. I think this is like I'm having a deja vu moment right now, Tyler. I feel like a couple weeks ago, Justice Winslow had a really good game. And then everybody picked him up, and then he fell right back off the planet, and he came right back down to, uh, to Earth, and everybody dropped him. And now he's had one more good game, and here we are, everybody in the world, picking this dude up. Now he's actually had three pretty good games for the Miami Heat. Um, those are also the games that Hassan Whiteside was sitting out. So that is another interesting tidbit to go into. But uh, Justice Winslow, like, would you p- take him? Would you pick him up over Nance or Bam Adebayo? So, for Winslow, he's kind of a strange case. Um, so this month, we've seen him play thirty-four minutes a night. Yes, which is real sexy, right? And we talk about maybe minutes a lot of times being the most important fantasy stat. Always. Um, so on the season, he's playing twenty-eight minutes a night, and. I think we can safely say this about Justice Winslow. He's not going to shoot good percentages. Both both percentages are going to be bad. Though lately he is shooting a really good percentage and hitting threes. And those are huge outliers. And I think people are jumping a little too quickly on that. But, you know, hey, always right a hot hand. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, if you're saying, okay, shouldn't you pick this guy up? Hell hell yeah, I'm picking this guy up for the Heat's next couple games because he's super hot right now. Um. In reality, this for the like if we're talking the whole season, he's probably going to average like five and a half rebounds, like three and a half, four assists, like about a steal, about half a block, and maybe twelve points a game on bad percentages. So, I mean, that's in the streamers class to me. You know, he might be the last person owned in your like twelve team. So yeah, I mean, for for Winslow, obviously the percentage is not going to be good. Um, but if you're looking for a streamer, I mean, obviously, you know, he's shooting well. So I would definitely pick him up and stream him in the Heat's next game and even in the next couple games. But for the season, you're probably looking at someone who's going to get you like five and a half rebounds, like three and a half to four assists, about a steal a game, probably half a block, and like 12 points on bad percentages. So that's probably. If he plays like 34 minutes a game. Well, I mean, I don't even know about that. I mean, even in 30 minutes a game, I think those numbers are probably relatively safe. Or they're letting him handle the ball quite a bit. But here's the reality. like For me, that's really not much of an ownable player in a standard league. Like That's a kind of guy I stream in and out. Yeah, that's a fringe player. You know, That's kind of like a poor man's uh, like old Evan Turner. Like Evan Turner was doing a lot of weird stuff from that forward position. Getting some rebounds, getting some assists. At least Evan Turner was like you know hitting uh, at a, a little bit of higher percentage and was fantasy relevant for at least a season or so. Um, Justice Winslow is kind of still borderline relevant, but obviously, if he can 
just get that percentage up into like the upper 40s uh, becomes pretty quickly relevant. Let's see a couple of these other players being picked up lately. Um, I think we have talked about this player here, Phoenix Suns, uh, DeAnthony Melton, who has um, actually had a good run of, of about three or four games and is playing uh, very good minutes, especially over the last few games. But, you know, I think we, we've kind of mentioned before in the past, and, and we'll probably mention it again, you know, this is all based on the uh, the, the crop of injuries in Phoenix. And I just – it's hard not to roster a allegedly starting point guard, especially ones that can get decent assists. And for that fact, I think, you know, Melton's worth rostering in the in the short term, especially if you are point guard needy, right? But nothing about um, D'Anthony Melton screams fantasy breakout candidate. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm with you there. So he seems to get a lot of minutes when the game is not close, and he the might game- get some minutes when the game is close. But the game is often not close, so he might be getting a lot of minutes. Uh, that, that's factually correct. And um, they play the Mavericks on Thursday as the Mavericks second of a back-to-back. So I could assume it's in Phoenix. That game might be relatively close. And we might actually get to see. Now, he did play 36 minutes against the Clippers on Monday in a close game. Um, I'm very worried about this guy's field goal percentage. If he's going to play a lot of minutes. I think he's going to shoot a bad, 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 bad field goal percentage. Yeah. Um, now I he mean, might do some other things that make him, like you were mentioning, some assists, some steals that make him, you know, kind of standard league relevant. But if you're caring about your percentages, especially your field goal percentage, uh, D'Anthony Melton's going to tank it, especially with Devin Booker out. The Suns just don't have a lot of creation on that team they don't have a lot of shooting and so melton's just kind of chucking shots and that's not gonna go well for a 20 year old rookie yeah and i feel like you know if he struggles suddenly troy daniels will come out of nowhere and play 32 minutes and uh troy daniels has played 32 minutes twice out of the last three games that they've played uh a guy that whose fancy game i don't particularly care for but i think there's a there's kind of a mass um Phoenix Suns grab here with um, uh, Bridges and Jackson and Richard Holmes all getting uh, heavy ads across the board here. And I'm a, I think it's just a crapshoot of who's going to be uh, playing in Phoenix. And I just, I'm not confident in any of these dudes. Uh, I don't particularly like Holmes's ability to stay uh, on the court for more, even close to starters minutes, definitely not. Uh, Josh Jackson is kind of a liability in in multiple um, categories, even though he does seem to, uh, you know, occasionally go off and have have a really nice night. There's like just none of these guys are consistent enough, get the playing time consistently enough, or perform consistently enough for me to recommend like a must pickup out of any one of them. Yeah, uh, I'm with you there. And for for Holmes, especially like he's very rarely sharing the court with DeAndre Ayton. So 
assuming you think DeAndre Ayton's going to play a lot of minutes. You can't think Holmes is going to play a lot of minutes. Um, those other guys, I mean, I think we've talked about some of those guys a lot. Josh Jackson was literally not in the rotation um, until Devin Booker got hurt. So, yeah, that's kind of concerning. Um, this Suns team is just really difficult to watch and a team that could change things at the drop of a hat. I mean, why they're even playing some of these guys, and, and that's why I think, you know, you keep seeing the rumors about them trading Trevor Reza. Like, why they're even playing some of these veteran guys. I don't know, man, that you got four wins right now. Like, you, you've lost, what, about ten in a row? Like, play play the young guys. Now's the time. You ain't making it anywhere. Yeah. It, it makes about zero sense to not just get the reps out there for your, you know, your young players so they can get going. I just, you're not going anywhere. Every single team in the West is competing for a playoff spot. Every single one of them, except for you. And um, you might want to look at that as a, as a great sign to be like, we're not even like remotely close to competing in the West. So in order to figure out if we can, let's play some of our young guns. And that's just not what they're doing. And it it makes very little sense to me. Well, yeah. And for them, I mean, so obviously first and 14th are separated by six games in the West. Still. They're 15 15 games out already. Like just (laughs) give give up. up. Give up. Lose. Lose. Like lose on purpose. You're you're two games ahead in the race for the, the top draft odds. Now, I get it. The top three teams this year because they redid the lottery have the exact same odds of getting the number one pick. I think it's the top five, isn't it? Oh, maybe it is. Um, I might be wrong on that. I but I actually think that um, they're, they're picking three teams still. So if you have the absolute worst record, I still don't think you can drop out of the top four. Um, but the lottery odds definitely got way scaled to basically not favor the number one worst record. Um but still, like at this point, man, if you can win games with those young players, do it. Yeah, but cool. Play, but play them. Play Melton. Play a Kobo. Play. Let them learn from their mistakes, you know. Well, and and why we're running out thirty-eight-year-old Jamal Crawford? I mean, yeah, I, I don't get the it. Least amount of sense. Um, and now he hasn't played in the last two games, but they say it's because of a knee injury, not because he's out of the rotation. So, yeah, I don't know. Well, speaking of teams that need to give up, uh, the Chicago Bulls had two of their um, – well, one of their starters and one of their former uh, punch-people-in-the-mouth players returned to the court just the other night. Um, Chris Dunn playing uh, limited minutes, same with Bobby Portis, both of them uh, just just doing fine in limited minutes – uh, Chris Dunn, kind of one of those guys we picked as a, a little bit of a breakout, an incredible steals candidate, um, a good assist guy. Actually had pretty decent assists in his first game, even though he played about t- only about 20 minutes. Probably going to take a little while for both of these guys to spin up and get going. Uh, look, uh, rest of the season outlook, what, what, is your, what is your view on Chris Dunn? Do you still s- think he can live up to that, that kind of that top 50 hype that we gave him going into the season? Yeah, I mean, there's just no one else to play point guard there. So as long as he's healthy, 
you gotta like his chances to get a, a large amount of minutes and play relatively well. I mean, you mentioned it, like a lot of his game isn't based on scoring and things like that. It's, you know, defensive stats, assists, um, all stuff he should be able to do on this team because he should have the ball in his hands plenty. Um, Bobby Portis, I think sometimes is always kind of an overrated fantasy asset in the sense that he does the big, the two biggest categories, right? Points and rebounds and maybe not a lot else. And so some people get hyped over Bobby Portis and it's like, okay, he's fine. I mean, if you want to stream him, great. I don't think I'm really even holding him in a 12-team league unless he's playing like 30 minutes a game, which he shouldn't be. Yeah, and that's actually what I wanted to say about Bobby Portis. Um, probably was going to be – kind of funny how, how things work. Probably was going to see a little bit of a bigger role. Uh, punches Nico in the face. Gets Nico sent to the hospital. He gets suspended, and Lowry Markadon gets the start and proves that Lowry Markadon is actually a fantastic player who's already uh, playing fairly well in his uh, limited return so far. Loses his uh, Bobby Portis loses his spot to Lowry Markadon, and now uh, due to the injury uh, this season, Wendell Carter Jr. also proving he is a future star uh, on this Bulls team. Bobby Portis once again losing minutes. I don't see where the playing time comes in. You know, he's going to play probably, you know, kind of cut into Robin Lopez's minutes quite a bit, but I just don't see him cutting into Lowry or Wendell Carter Jr.'s minutes very, very much at all. Because unlike the the Phoenix Suns, the Bulls are actually playing their young players. They just, uh, well, that is if the Bulls players show up to practice or the game due to the fact that their coach is like a more militant Tom Thibodeau. Um, yeah. So the one thing I, I'll say about all that, and I'm not going to touch that last bit of it because I, I just don't, I, I don't know. I don't have anything good to say about that. Um, the place where Portis gets a few more minutes is when Wendell Carter Jr. gets in foul trouble. And we saw a nice stretch of games there at the end of November where Basically, what was it, like six games in a row where he was in foul trouble pretty much every game? Yeah. So Surprisingly, I mean, he has got – like that's how quickly he learns. He's getting a little bit better. He's uh, And he, that foul trouble seems to be less and less as the season goes on. Well, uh, I'll say this. I think some of the matchups had something to do with that. Like he got up against Towns in one of those. He got up against – Hassan Whiteside. He got up against DeAndre Ayton. Like, he got up against some big men who are going to attack him. So maybe against some other big men who are going to get the ball and attack him. Uh, that might be a little bit of something to worry about. Yeah. Um, I think every once in a while you might get lucky with the stream with Bobby Portis. You know, he can, even in limited minutes, go off for, you know, 20 and 10, but he doesn't hit some threes, but he doesn't do uh, a, a ton else for your stat sheet um just you know just statistically historically he's that's those are the things he excels at in limited minutes so if that is something you are looking for i think he is definitely worth a stream because i think he will get those limited minutes this season but uh, probably a little bit less than in seasons past due to the glut of of talent uh that uh the uh bulls uh front court suddenly over the last two years has, has gotten. So uh, like I said, unless no one shows up, uh, I do want to give a quick shout out. Speaking of bulls front court players uh, to the former 
uh, fourth in MVP voting center for the Bulls. Uh, the return of Joakim Noah in Memphis. Shout out to Joakim Noah for returning to the NBA and having some pretty good games, looking pretty good, looking pretty healthy. Uh, hopefully that health stays with him. Shout out to Joakim Noah. Shout out to all the other former Bulls out there. Uh, especially uh, I saw a good tweet out there that said, you know, Jimmy Butler would have probably loved playing for this guy. Yeah. So if we're going to give some shout outs, um, I'll, I'll think I'll give one now. Oh, okay. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki for the first time is listed as questionable for Wednesday's game against yeah. the Atlanta Hawks. Shout out and Dirk. Dirk has been practicing. Dirk has been doing a lot of shooting. Dirk may just suit up on Wednesday against the Hawks. Would you? Are you interested in streaming Dirk? I mean, Dirk has been standard league relevant basically his entire life, including last year. Uh, so here's the thing. Dirk's going to play very limited minutes, I think, to start things off here. But he's Dirk. So I think what you're going to get is a relatively good field goal percentage. He's going to knock down some three-pointers. They're going to give him the ball and let him score. I, I would be surprised if he plays much more than like 22 to 25 minutes a game maximum this season. But even in that time, he could still get you 12 points, probably a three-pointer and a half on relatively good percentages with five, six rebounds. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if you really want to take a shot on Dirk, that's probably not the worst move in the world as far as streaming. Uh, but there might be better guys out there too. Yeah, I mean, chances are there are probably better guys out there. But once if you know if they're going to start playing Dirk, uh, uh, heavier minutes, I, I'm starting to get interested in him as a as a standard league as a standard league player. And and most people think this is kind of his farewell season. Like he's not going to come out and say that. But uh, I, I don't think they're going to play him like a huge amount of minutes. But at the same time, I think they're going to feed him the ball a little bit when he's out there and let him shoot and. We all know he can still shoot. Yeah, I want to see uh, Doncic and Dirk playing together. I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, I did uh, not get the opportunity to see Dallas come to Chicago, um, but if I can get out to a game, uh, maybe go down to Memphis. Memphis is a, a lovely, lovely city. Um, or up to Milwaukee. Or have, eh, I might slum it in Indianapolis, maybe. But I, I'd like to see Dirk and Dodgers play uh, before Dirk retires. Also, if you have never seen Dirk play before, y'all get out, spend spend some a little cash, spend some of your hard earned uh, holiday money on uh, on tickets to go see Dirk play and give him the respect he deserves. Uh, dude's amazing, man. Dude is amazing. He really is. He's still he's still actually pretty fun to watch. Uh, I think that is it for tonight guys thanks for listening we really appreciate it we also really appreciate our patreon subscribers out there on patreon.com slash watching the boxes you can join to get exclusive content early access to our waiver wire in uh buy low sell high uh and also some other content including uh joining the mid-season redraft league so uh patreon.com slash watching the boxes if you're liking the show, rate and review us on whatever you're listening to this to. And we love feedback for the show. Send us feedback. We're always open to your ideas, your suggestions. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. You can find Tyler at Tyler P. Watts. Uh, send him uh, good well, get well cards, cough drops, 
uh, Venmo him so he can uh, buy his med- medication. You got you to gotta help Tyler out here because uh, if uh, you, I don't think anyone wants to hear any more episodes with me just talking to myself. You definitely do, Mike. Don't lie to yourself. I, I'm like the person. I'm like the least. I'm I'm the most not interested. Wow, I'm, my English is actually really poor today. Uh, working on that English language, but um, yeah, I'm, I I most want this to be a discussion and not just me talking to myself. I spend enough time in my regular life talking to myself. I don't need to add an audience to that. I don't that's, know. People love it. People love it, Mike. People uh, love it. I don't know about that. Well, that's it for tonight. Thanks for joining us, everybody. And we will catch you next time.